Hi, my name is Scott Schweitzer and I am the Clydesdale. My friends Amy Radowski, Charlie Yodi, Kat Shear love fitness as a sport as much as I do. We are all 40 plus Masters Age athletes who give all we have to lead a healthy, active life. We also want to bring you athlete interviews, human interest stories, and all the news surrounding the sport of fitness. If you like what you hear, consider giving us a five-star rating and writing a review. We are also available with full video on YouTube at the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast, as well as all traditional podcast platforms. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Clydesdale underscore fitness and friends. And now, off to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I am your host and I am the Clydesdale. I have with me my friends who love to do fitness. Hey yes, guys. we do. Yes, we do. And so tonight is our roundtable and it's been a week and a half uh, since I've seen my friends and a lot of news has gone down in that week and a half. But before wow. we get into that, we need to thank our sponsor, RX Mark Gear. Uh, best jump rope in the business. Uh, they have announced that they are moving the 10 a day challenge to February 1st. Um, and so please jump into that. It's right before the open. And even Murph is getting involved in the 10 a day challenge this year. Oh, hi, Murph. And, uh, <laughs> and so uh, 10 a day challenge, you, do, you just add 10 double unders a day. It's to get your double unders under wraps going into the open, which starts in March this year. Uh, so make sure you look out for that. And we are still doing hashtag road to a thousand. It's a very uh, slow road. <laughs> slow road. We need to speed that up. Yes. Um, and with that, every hundred new subscribers we get on YouTube, uh, we will give away a brand new customized RX Smart Gear jump rope. So tell your friends, tell your family, to subscribe to the podcast. Who knows, maybe they'll actually like it. Murph is begging, pleading with his eyes. He is, I mean, I might even have to create an email account for him just so he can subscribe. Just because I was gonna say, <laughs> he's eligible to win. And so what you need to make sure is that, that, that when you subscribe, your profile is public so we can see your name. So when we do the drawing, uh, we can see your name so we can contact you and get you your RX Smart Gear Jump Rope. With that, um, I do want to say that I this week I started doing mini clips of our interviews on YouTube. So look out for that. They are, I'm trying to make them eight to 10 minutes long, uh, kind of in the Joe Rogan fashion where they put out little clips so you can get a taste of the full interview without having to sit there for an hour. Um, but if it interests you, then you know, hey, I want to dive into this thing and fully commit for the hour. Um, so check that out. Um, and with those mini clips in the description is the link to the full interview. So if you are interested, just bangs right over there. Very All cool. right. I think that's, oh, and one more thing. We have some new merch. What do you think about Yay. that, Murph? New merch? So um, I think it was last summer, one of my co-hosts begged that we get 
a stemless wine glass with Clydesdale Crossfitter. And with that, we have it. Yes, it's can very see that. Uh, it is a steel cup um, with a nice lid so you can sip out of. It's nice for traveling. Um, very Yeti-like. This is not a Yeti, but it's very Yeti-like. It's very sturdy, uh, very solid. Um, and there's that. And with that, we also have our 20-ounce uh, coffee cup. Thank you for that. And I have been using this one. You can even see the coffee there. Uh, this one all week um, to test it out. It keeps your coffee very hot for a very long time. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, the color is teal blue. I like the color a lot. Um, and it's uh, silver etched uh, with our it's logo really in there. Looking. And so we're selling both cups. They are $22 each. I have a handful of them on in stock. Uh, and we will sell them till they're gone. Uh, it is about $8 to ship. So $22 for the cup, $8 to ship. If you're local, don't have to pay the shipping. If you order more than one, we'll just charge you the $8 for whatever you ship, uh, if, unless it's like 10, and then we'll probably have to up that a little bit. But uh, if you order a couple of them or a few of them, we can uh, do that all for the $8. And we'll do that through my Cash App or Venmo app. Uh, and I will put those in the description. Uh, if you're interested in those, just DM me on Instagram or uh, on YouTube in the link below, and I will reach back to you and we'll get the details and get those cups out to you. Again, I only have a, like a handful of each. Um, I think I have five or six of the coffee cups, and I have probably the same amount of wine glasses. So. Very cool. Uh, but just to see how people like them and get it out there, I wanted to, to check that out. So we're, this is a short run, um, but we're, we're very excited about that. You know what I can't wait for? I can't wait for when it is warm and we can be back in the summer and like maybe like see people like out in public and be at the pool or something because I feel like that that wine glass is going to be great. With your little travel wine glass? Yep. All good to go. It won't break. It won't break on the pool deck. Nope. Right. It's compliant. Nope. It's not glass. It's all good. All right. So we have a lot of news to cover tonight. Um, this should be fun. So, um, gosh, right after we went off the air on our 100th episode, uh, Matt and Rich decided to celebrate by getting into a big goat tiff. Well. <laughs> It sounds like it had already happened. It was just being advertised or explained. Exposed. There we so, go. So Matt Fraser appeared on the Darren Woodson show. It was a very long two-hour podcast. Uh, they split it into two parts. In the second part, uh, Matt was asked about his relationship with Rich, where Matt stated that in the three years that he's lived in Cookville, he hasn't spoken to Rich in two and a half of those. And he didn't know why. He said there no explanation was given. He just, it just happened. And then that also, if he was friends with people, those friends started getting cut out um, of Rich's little crew. 
And I don't say that to belittle anything. I'm just, I'm trying to, to sy- do a synopsis of this. Um, I think it was the next morning that that really became public. Uh, Rich was doing a Mayhem Live. And the questions were coming in over the live feed. And he decided, he said, let's answer it now and get it out of the way. And Rich responded to the remarks that Matt had made. And Rich stated that when Matt had got there, he was suffering from a knee injury, tendonitis in his knee, to the point where he could not squat to parallel. Uh, And with that injury, he didn't want to be around people who could do things that he couldn't do. And so he probably did cut him off to some degree, but that uh, he, Matt always had a, a key to mayhem and was able to come and go as he pleased. Um, and that they're both alpha males and that they probably were never going to be best buddies, but he considered them friends until this came out. And then he called Matt a liar about no communication because Rich pointed to like two times where he did talk to Matt in that two and a half years. The following day, a picture was posted on Instagram with both of them shaking hands, saying that they talked, everything's good, and to leave them alone. Can I add that during this time, the back and forth, Dave Castro was also, I think, egging a little bit of that on, on his Instagram. For sure. Yeah, it was great. Very comical. It's probably the most active Dave has been on Instagram in a long time. I agree. I, I actually wonder if someone is taking over his Instagram. Like, like they were for the games. I know that he had uh, some kind of freelance reporter or somebody doing his posts for the games, but he seems extremely active. Like, I definitely think it's being managed versus him just doing stuff, which is great. It's great for us. The more content, the better. So any thoughts on the Rich Matt thing? It seems to be over. They said, we're good. Leave us alone. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I think we, we brought this up a few episodes ago. We were talking about, you know, that Matt wasn't necessarily indoctrinated into that whole mayhem culture, right? I mean, we talked about that before, and it's funny because when we, when I brought it up, I made the assumption that it was, it was due to Matt's lack of interest in being part of that community, and that's, I don't know that I actually said that, um, but that was what I was thinking in the back of my head, you know, that it was all Matt, and so it was just interesting to hear, and a little eye-opening to hear that maybe, you know, there was a reason for that, and that, you know, there was obviously some miscommunication and things between the two of them that prob- that clearly is the reason why Matt never became sort of part of that gym culture. Um, so I just, I just thought it was interesting. I don't, you know, I mean, they're going to do what they're going to do and I don't necessarily want to get, you know, pile on with, you know, it being some kind of making it bigger than it is. Cause I don't, I don't think there's much to it, but it was certainly an interesting few days. Well, you know, and I to, think to we definitely, you know, really started talking about it too when it was the Rogue Invitational. And we were like, why is Tia at this other calf kill place? And we were like, why did that happen? And so, you know, to kind of hear a little bit more about maybe why that happened from their perspective was was interesting. Um, To me, 
I, I totally get the two alpha things, you know, like I, they don't have to be best friends, you know, that not at all. There's, they don't have to be. I do think that it means you shouldn't be just because my family motto is don't be a dick. I mean, I think you shouldn't be a dick to each other, but I don't think that they need to be best friends. Um, I'm disappointed yeah. it took them three years to kind of figure out that, hey, we could live in the same town and maybe be cordial to each other and not, you know, like figure it out earlier. I wish they would have, but. Yeah, what I don't quite vision. understand, oh, sorry, Amy. Okay. What I what I don't quite understand is, I mean, when Rich says that he hadn't, he couldn't squat below parallel for like two and a half years or something, like, I don't know that that's true. I mean, he's competed in the Open and the CrossFit Games year after year and has, has done that. He seemed to exaggerate that a little bit. And the other thing is, he's training with other guys. There were other guys there that he was training with. It's it, that just, it just didn't make sense to me. His, his sort of explanation of that didn't quite hold water. And it wasn't like the two of them were competing against each other. Well, and let's be honest, they're very different people. Matt is a very introverted kind of loner. Um, hey, we have a special guest. Charlie Odie. So, um, they're very like Matt is a loner, kind of an introvert. He likes to just hang out with Sammy and watch Netflix all day. Um, Rich is a want to, wants to hang out with his buddies, uh, do lots of things. They're very different in that aspect. And so to think that they would just cause they're living in the same town would be, uh, best friends is, is I think an overestimate of what that was. Now I have, I've had the opportunity to be around both of them before Matt moved to Cookville uh, at the Arnold. They were both at the Rogue booth uh, at the same time. And at that time, Rich had done that, the kind of uh, the dog and pony show at the Rogue booth for years. And he was kind of guiding Matt through what happens and, and what goes through that almost like a mentor mentee thing. And they seemed to be getting along real well. And it was, it was the two of them and Josh Bridges. Um, and they seemed to be getting along great. But then again, they, they didn't live near each other. They, there was no expectation of uh, hanging out together all the time. Um, but, and that was well before he moved to Cookville. But, um, so I just hope that maybe they can get back to that, just where they're cordial with each other um, and able to hang out at events and things like that, because they are the two greatest CrossFit athletes on the men's side that we've ever had. So, True. but then Matt, even though he said, leave us alone and uh, said it was over with rich, he uh, continued his scorched earth tour <laughs> of uh, kind of going after different things that where he was wronged in the past uh, in his CrossFit career. And it was on Steffi Cohen's, uh, hybrid athletics, yeah, it her podcast. Uh, and if you don't know who Steffi Cohen is, she's a world record holding power lifter on the female side. Uh, and she has a um, a podcast with her partner. And uh, she they had Matt and Sammy on, and Matt then laid into a few other times where he was kind of wronged uh, in the CrossFit past, and that was that at, in the 2014 games, he finished second. And back then, they would hold the Invitational, and the top, I think the top three 
would move on to the invitational um, of every of the oh, Americans. It was, and two. it was just two. That's when they switched to the two. Yeah, it was always uh, the invitation was always teams of four. No, there was a six-person team for a while. Oh, early, well, early I, I on. Okay, before my time. Okay, um, and so even that he was number two, and they took Jason Kalipa, who finished third, ahead of him. And so he talked about there being an old guard with CrossFit that he never was able to get into. And I know you listen to it too, Kat. So if you want to add anything. Yeah, no, I mean, he's right. And I mean, that it, it just goes to show you that, you know, he's not a cyborg, right? Like he's got feelings and I can, I, he was hurt by that. You know, he was, this, he was this, earned his place, second place, and he did not get invited to that invitational. And that had to have been. So how did that even happen? Like awful. It was CrossFit. Like they do whatever yeah. they want. You know, yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't know that there's like, there's not a rule book for the invitational that says you have to take the first and second person, but in the past mm -hmm. and, and since then the first and second person get the invite. And then if anyone declines, they move on to sort of the next one. At least that's how I've understood it to be. And so he got asked to be on the invitational team subsequent years after that in, in 2015 and 2016 and 2017 or whenever that stopped. And uh, he kept declining and it sounds like Dave finally confronted him or asked him and said like, Hey, are we ever going to do this? And he said, no, I'm still waiting for my 2014 invite. Like he's, he's very principled in that regard in terms of like things being fair. And it just seems like he was very, very hurt by that. So it seemed. Yes. But so I can hear that, but like at some point too, you need to let shit go. Yeah. I think he was, I think it was just, a shame for him to be so dominant in that sport and for him to feel so sort of disconnected. And I agree. He probably, um, you know, harped on it a little, maybe too much, you know, but I got that sense all the time. Like when Dave would come in for um, announcements and things and you could see Matt in the background, like when they did the one with him and Rich and whoever else it was when they did the open announcement, Matt wanted no parts of sort of the, the headquarter part of, of CrossFit. Um, even his attitude towards like some reporters and things afterwards when he would win and, you know, he'd roll his eyes at questions and he just wasn't, you know, in love with the organization that he was in the sport that he was doing so well in, which kind of sucks for, you know, for everybody. When I think he was, his mind was a lot more fragile um, early on in that like 2014, 2015 year. If you listen to the interview and him talk about like he ate poorly so he'd have an excuse in case he didn't win. Mm -hmm. Like he mentally said, I, this is what I want to do. So he wasn't the, the focused Matt Fraser that we know today. He was still finding himself in those first couple of years, which is when this happened and probably was a blow to him and his confidence and his self-esteem at that time. Yeah. He also seems like a kind of guy who's loyal to the point of, if you were here for me in the beginning, that's who I'm right. riding with. And now, now that I'm who I am, you want to talk to me now. Yeah. I'm good. No thanks. Yeah. I, I, I believe that too. Yeah. Cause he doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. He doesn't have to have a good relationship with CrossFit. I mean, he really doesn't with, you know, with the, the corporation. Show up, win and leave. 
yeah, he's, he's doing fine, just fine. <laughs> well, and he said even after the statement that after he thought about it, it wasn't a good move for him to do it anyway. He's not right. a team athlete. He's never going to do team. That's not the way, that's not what he's about. Right. It's and, right in the middle of his off season. Right. Where he needs to mentally decompress. So he'd go into it fat and out of shape and probably not do well anyway. And he said he just learned at that point that he focuses on one thing and that's winning the CrossFit games. All the other stuff around CrossFit, he doesn't care about. He has one goal. And so so the other conclusion that I'm still sticking with is that I think he's done. I think he's done. Yeah, at the end of the interview. Meaning meaning he's retiring, not, you know, he's not. Right. At the end of the interview, they ask him about his legacy and what he's left behind. And in those statements, he makes very present tense statements. Um, And he also talks, even early in the interview, before they asked him, um, you know, they talk about how Sammy does everything for him from morning till night. And that has to change now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that because like he brings his plate to the sink and she's like, what, you can't wash it. <laughs> right. Like you see, not every, not all the listeners can see how big my eyes just got hearing that. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, I mean, I encourage people to listen to it. It was a great it was a really good interview and super relaxed. I, I love Matt. Like I said, we've talked about this before about how he's such a great storyteller and he's just seems very easy to talk to, um, especially about things that just don't have to do with CrossFit. Like he's got so many other interests and, and dimensions to him that it's, it's cool to see. I, uh, I am more on the bandwagon of uh, he's retiring now, probably at the 75% mark. Yeah. Um, after listening to that. I'm excited. I'm excited for him to see what's next. I did want to mention one thing. Um, The Darren Woodson podcast that he was on. um, I did a little data checking and I'm sure the numbers are already outdated by now, but um, Matt Fraser's two episodes, those two episode podcasts got over 80,000 likes or views or whatever, pick a number. Um, Troy Aikman's interview only got like 40,000. Rich Froning was interviewed by them too last May and got about 7,000. Wow. Views. So Rich was it, like their fourth episode or like early on. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I went back, I went back and listened to it. It was, it was a good interview, but it, it was just interesting to, to yeah. compare those metrics. All right. So let's move, let's move on from Matt. Matt's all, Okay. You know, he's doing his thing. That is a great podcast. So definitely check it out. It, it's definitely worth it. Uh, seeing where his mind was throughout his career and how it changed dramatically. It's, it's really, really good. And it you, is, learn some, you learn some other things about him too. Um, like that he's like blind and deaf. Yeah. Like clinically both. I, I, I was shocked to hear that. I was like, wait a minute, what? <laughs> yeah. All right. So now we're going to move on to the proven programming and proven coaching. Um, we have announced on here that a couple athletes moved to proven. And one of those was Brooke Wells. Um, it has been announced by proven. Um, there's a, an athlete that I did not know the name of. I, I gotta be honest. And then they announced Alex Smith and Will Morad. 
uh, are joining uh, that stable of athletes uh, that are doing the proven program with Shane and Tia. You know who I bet will be next? Charlie, who's your boy? Me. I'm yeah. next. I'm making but, an announcement right now. No, who's it going to be? My man Street. Let's go That's Street. Right. It's going to be Street. That's, That's just what yeah. I'm predicting. He's like the last kid picked in dodgeball. <laughs> so I'm, tr um, I'm trying to see who the, who was the person that you didn't know. It was in the their coach. upper upper left hand box. It's okay. We can update it next week. Yeah, I think it's it might be a coach because they announced a new coach. Uh, oh. They're announcing their newest proven coach, Nick Johnston, from. Uh, because I guess they have to have coaches too. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. I think yeah. it was, because if it was an athlete, I think we'd know, hopefully. Um, the other thing that I kind of want to put on this, I, I watched Shane and Tia's YouTube uh, episode where they go through force first, where Tia goes through first form, uh, the supplement company headquarters. Mm -hmm. um, it leads me to believe that that may be their new home. Where's they that? talk about that they have an office there. Um, and it's in St. Louis, yeah. And that Shane gets his hair cut there. And like, as she was giving the tour of the whole place, this is where they work out. And they were saying it like in the present tense, like, like this is ours. This is part, we're part of this company. And maybe Proven is going to be part of the first form um, umbrella. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be unusual too for them to just have places there to be when they're there. Doesn't necessarily mean they're going to live there. If you watch it, you'll see it's it, the way they talk I, about I it, it's not like it. a, yeah, I, I just thought it sounded more permanent to me. Yeah. And we have to remember that was probably filmed a month ago. Yeah. Right. Cause she's been in South Korea now for a bit. So yeah, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. It's, it's very cool to see these brands and, companies and things like creating all this synergy and, and coming together. It's fun to speculate. I, I, I'm actually under the belief that Tia is going to retire too. Okay. Uh, I don't know, especially with, with what's going on with Proven. I, I don't know. I think, she, I think she's more in on it. I think she has more interest and I think it's going to be pretty badass if we can see her be the fittest woman on earth, get a gold medal and the, summer olympics and then you know go and be that would be something that would be that would something be amazing i would i would love for the both of them to do the open matt and tia for them to win the open and then announce the retirement that would be epic yeah i just i get the feeling she's going to go into coaching and then do all the stuff it's a great selling, a great selling point for uh yeah, she can still win the hey, open Brooke, and then go coach. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I, I get that feeling that she's going to be one of the coaches with Proven. She wants to step on the other side and do all the fun stuff athletically around everything else that she can. She's already done it all in CrossFit. What else is there? Yeah. Well, a good thing too is I don't know who, who's got ties to Nashville, but certainly Brooke and Alec don't have ties to Nashville because they just moved there. So they want it and isn't brooke from the midwest nebraska originally no 
what if they join as a team to beat Rich? Because cool. Matt wants the team titles as well. No, he doesn't. Yeah, yes, Matt. he does. He does? When no. did he say that? No, but I, I think maybe Charlie, maybe Brooke, Tia, Will, and Alec form a team out of CrossFit Trivium. That'd be cool. Yeah. Although I don't think Brooke's going to go team. I don't think she's ready to go team. She's, she's right there on the cusp of individual greatness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's in her prime. All right, so like I said, it's fun. It's fun to just sort of spitball yeah. thing and see what see what's possible. So speaking of uh, stables of athletes, uh, it was announced that Samuel Quant uh, was moving to New England uh, to train with Amanda and Katrin and Ben at CrossFit New England, and then it was announced this morning that that is not just like a stable of athletes that Ben Bergeron is starting a CrossFit competitor Academy. Sounds like the umbrella Academy. <laughs> and so where, what he's saying is that like every, like it'll be everything, eat, sleep, mental, physical, all of that stuff will be encompassed in this Academy or camp or whatever whatever they're going to call it, um, it'd be a holistic approach to trying to win the CrossFit Games. I guess I'm confused about why that wasn't already part of your coaching. I think, Amy, excellent point. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's not, I think it's just the way that they're, right, they're marketing it, presenting it, pa yes. packaging it. It's, it, it. it's just the same thing as what just, Justin Kotler has. It's the same thing as Training Think Tank. It's the same thing as Proven. It's the same thing as Invictus. It's the same thing as Mayhem. They have all those pieces together. They're just, yeah, you know, making an announcement about it. And I'm sure, you know, we know more. We know or more athletes are going to be headed or, there. Or guess what? We just locked Brooke Wells. Um, she's going to go over here and train. So we need to um, rebrand this. We need to be relevant again. Yeah. yeah, I just thought it's interesting. You're probably right. It's just a, a new glossy brochure. Right. Uh, for for what, the same thing. What they've been doing. The one difference is like Brooke didn't live in New England. Cole sure. Sager doesn't live in New England. They're actually bringing them to, and he probably had to because that's what everybody else is now doing. Right. You know? Yeah. And so he's trying to make it sound like he's being on the cutting edge when he's actually following Justin. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Ben is never going to be a guest on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We had, we had Sam on. Sam's a friend of the show and he's a contrary yeah. person. So never True. know. All right. So then it was also announced um, that Puma has a new CrossFit shoe. Uh, so they are entering the CrossFit foray into the shoe game. Uh, I've seen pictures of it. Uh, I wouldn't say that it's, I'm a fan of the look. Um, they're okay. They're pretty plain. Um, if people know me, I like the bright colors. So. I've seen them. For some reason, the one that I saw, and maybe it was, I'm so used to following people that do memes and spoofs and everything else. Maybe 
um, it was like a fake picture of the puma because I thought it had like all kinds of bells and whistles on it. Uh, now I'll, I'll say it. It's awful. It, it's, <laughs> it's not. Tell us how you really feel, Charlie. No, yeah. It's, I mean, good luck to them. They probably should find an athlete to uh, promote it, but. Oh, here it is. Is it the cop fuse? Is that what it's called? I don't even know. I was so unimpressed by the look of it. I just kind of moved on. Uh, it Puma has never been known for their like style. Right. Um, they're just, I mean, the of, go, the go ruck one is simple, but it's not this Puma one is just, I don't know. Yeah. It looks like a cross trainer from 1988. Can you guys still see me? You're nope. frozen. You are frozen. In okay. a, in, I thought in so. Not the most flattering. I'll be back. Freezing. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be back. Um, well, I will say real quick. Um, Puma is the title sponsor for Hyrox. Just so you know. So Hyrox is this. You know, we'll talk more about Hyrox in another episode. Um, I'm sure. But it's this World Series of Fitness type race thing that Hunter McIntyre has been in and. Sam Briggs competed in Germany um, over the winter and things like that. So it's interesting to see Puma getting into that space because Hyrox is, is also like the closest thing I can think of to CrossFit right now that I'm aware of. Yeah. Without the heavy lifting. Cat got me to watch two hours of Hyrox the other day. (laughs) It was interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, But yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it more in another episode. Uh, But another shoe dropped. I believe it was yesterday or today. And that is the Reebok Nano X1. Is that what and they're going to be now? They're all going to be X's, I bet. X1, X2, X3. Love it. X's until the pandemic's over. <laughs> <laughs> um, these ones, you know, Amy and I were talking before we went on air. And I think it looks too much like the Metcon. Mm, I didn't get a good look at that one either. I have to. The the midsole is rising up so much that it looks like the the Metcon instep or you know the midsole instep. Yep. They're pulling that like gum rubber up into the into the shoe more, and it just makes it look so much like a Metcon, which is disappointing to me. The Metcon is the best shoe, so of course. No, no. <laughs> I like the Metcon, but it is narrower. Like it's tighter on my foot. Like when I'm done with a workout in a Metcon, I've got to get them off. Yeah. I'm they're fine. Not, they're, during. Not com- they're not as cushy. I feel like it. Yeah. It's like the assault bike echo bike. Yeah. The echo bike is the nano and the assault bike is the Metcon. I got my nano X's by the way, and I still really don't like them. <laughs> I'm trying them out. I must, I must have very sensitive ankles because they just feel like they're strangle, strangling my leg. The, the, the tongue part and then the back part, they're just so high up on my foot that I'm just uncomfortable. Yeah. Let's see. So that's, that's the, the life in the shoe game right now. And then we also have, you know, registration is, is alive for the open uh, yep. since we've last talked to everybody. And there are many ways that you can do the open this year. 
if you have not heard, you can do the open RX like you always have since the inception uh, of the open in 2011. Uh, but now you, not, they also still have the scaled, which they introduced, I think, in like 14 or 15, something like that. And then, um, but now they have a foundationals level where you can do that if you are just a beginner and want to participate. And it will have its own leaderboard too. So if you do all the workouts foundational, uh, you will see how you stack up with other beginners around the world. And the at-home version. And yeah, now they have the at so, division. So they have the gym, home gym version with an equipment list that includes a barbell, a dumbbell, a plyo box, a pull-up station, and a jump rope. Yep. Uh, so two things missing big time are wall ball and row. Rower. No. So, so I know Charlie's so disappointed about that. I know. Uh, what am I going to do? Um, and then the at-home, they have an at-home no equipment uh, which needs nothing. You're just your body weight. So I, it's probably going to be that's burpee. That's going to just be one division, right? I don't, I don't know that there's going to be multiple divisions of that workout. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and if you obviously if you do the home workouts, you're not eligible for like two games. On. Yeah. Yeah, you have to be the full equipment RX to make it to the quarterfinals. So I'm going to tell you, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of the foundational one. Cause I feel yeah. like the open is when people push themselves to different, like people who don't have pull-ups, they'll get their first pull-up in the open or you'll get your first, even if it's a, like a lower skill move, you're still, if you're doing it at scale, it's still something you may not have ever pushed yourself to do. And if you're just doing foundation, then, well, I will tell you, Charlie, I, I get what you're saying. Um, I have witnessed enough opens with enough members at gyms to see people who are scaled athletes do scaled workouts and not get very far into them because of their lack of ability to do one of the movements. I remember one year there was chest, uh, jumping chest of our pull-ups was one of the scaled versions of the workout. And I had a guy who I don't think got one jumping chest of our pull up. And, you know, we measured him correctly and, you know, we could have fudged his measurements and just let him go, but we didn't. And we, you know, we held to the standard and he didn't get very far in the workout. And I know that was soul crushing to that man. Like that was really, really not a fun thing for him to experience. And as a coach, it was awful to, to witness, especially like he was one of my people that I had brought up through the ranks in terms of, you know, he had just started, but you know, I had trained him initially and it was heartbreaking. So I kind of see what you're saying, but I, I can appreciate the fact that there's going to be that. And when I look at my clients who are going to be in the open, um, a majority of them are probably going to end up being in that foundations, um, division. I mean, I haven't seen what the workouts are going to look like, but I'm, I'm actually hoping and praying that all of my people can do a foundations workout, you know, and complete it. So I think it's just, it's based on perspective. I mean, you're, you're around, you know, a bunch of super fit experienced people. And, you know, I've, I've seen like just a different spectrum of folks and I'm kind of excited about it. 
I think it makes the open more inclusive. Big time. Um, big time. Because we had athletes last year who had to scale the scaled just right. to be able to get a workout in. Yeah. Um, and for those athletes, this is great. I do agree with Charlie. This is the time to push yourself though. Like if you are close on something, sure. You should go up and go for it. Yeah. And that's um, your coach. I mean, that's the coach's job too, to encourage those people. And it runs over the weekend. If there's going to be one workout, you know, you go Friday night to your Friday night lights and you push yourself and you try to do that scaled workout and you see what happens. Right. And if, if, it, if it doesn't work out for you, then, you know, maybe you decide to do the foundations one over the weekend or that same night, if you can, you know, get into another heat or whatever and, and do it. But I'm, I'm excited that it's an option. So sorry about that little Something. You look much cuter now. Listen, I don't want to know why my son's brand new computer was freezing. I don't want to know at all why that happened. Mm. But anyways, <laughs> I'm back. I'll, I'll talk to you offline. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk later. Um, but, you know, so I'm sorry what I missed. But the one thing, you know, it sounds like that I think is also great, though, is sometimes having those workouts in the open, like he was saying, to push himself but like to also for athletes to see, wow, I want to do that. I want to be able to do that. So I'm going to strive and work really hard this year so that next year's open, I can do a pull up or I can do, you know, that. So I think there is some, some great benefit of them being around it and being able to see to, to push them further in their training, not just for, for that workout in particular. Yeah. I just, I, and I think too, it allows your, your most, novice athlete to get on a leaderboard right because if you had a scaled athlete that had to scale the scaled workout you couldn't enter a score for them right or you know you did but it wasn't really what they did or you know in this way it's it's sort of legitimizes all levels and like i said i'm i'm encouraging every single one of my people to, to do it there's no there's no reason not to i just can't wait for that first rx athlete to do the foundation so they can win the leaderboard and be a total <laughs> douche in we front of the right. world. Right. You, you're going to call me that to my face, huh? <laughs> <laughs> totally. Don't you know that earlier in the, in the um, podcast, Charlie, you said show up, win, and leave or something? I, I wanted yeah. to point out the key to that first part was to show up. Yeah. I mean, no one said on time. Well, part one, show up. Part two, get there. All right, we can. That's a personal issue with with Charlie and I as coach yeah, yeah. and athlete. All right, last news item before we get into our fun section, and that is that the Masters, which we all are of, now have two big competitions that are going to happen in the same year. Um, you know, there is talk that the Masters Fitness Collective will be kind of running the Masters CrossFit Games moving forward and it's going to use the open the quarterfinals the age group online qualifier whatever to get the people to that that the games but it was announced today that the masters legends competition that just happened a few weeks ago yeah december late december in in arizona they are going to do their own like uh it, it's i think it's like a regional it's like a qualifier uh, regionals mm -hmm. to get to that and make it kind of like a second run through just like the games uh, to get people there, which I think is really cool for people our age. One, uh, we're oft injured. <laughs> um, and a lot of our, our 
competitive masters athletes that we're friends with suffer injuries all the time. I know a couple of our guests have had injuries and, not, and weren't able to compete in certain things. Um, this gives them like two times a year to try to get healthy enough to get through that, that um, obstacle course to get to uh, the finals of a major competition. And so I'm really excited for them that they're getting more opportunities uh, moving forward. Mm -hmm. um, one more thing, Scott, before, this was not in our notes, but before we get to our fun stuff, um, U.S. Trials is going to be this weekend. So okay. Matt O'Keefe, um, Loud and Live, their competition was gonna, is going to be broadcast. You can watch it on the ustrials.com, I believe is their website. Um, and it's going to be Saturday and Sunday. So all of the finalists for all of the age groups, their, um, their workouts are going to be shown sort of like head to head as if it were a live competition. Um, right, what about the other countries? Um, so, the Spanish ones already happened, I think. Okay. Um, and I didn't, you know, I, it was in Spanish, so I didn't really get to watch it or, or take a look at it. But um, yeah, the U.S. one is this weekend. Okay, cool. Yeah, we'll have to check that out. Yeah, we always support Chief. Yep, Chief Keefe, he's our guy. All right, so now on to our silly questions. And hey, I want to put this out there. If there's a question you want us to ask our, ourselves, put it in the comments. Because I'm, I'm, frankly, I'm running out of ideas. <laughs> so if there's a question you want to know about us and to make a discussion topic for you guys in the comment section, send in the question um, and we'll, we'll put it on the air and give you credit for it. So my first silly question, other than CrossFit, because you know the, the last part of the pyramid is play other sports. So other than CrossFit, what is your favorite sport to play and what is your favorite sport to watch? Charlie, this is an easy one, you go. Um, play, favorite one to play, I'd say is basketball. And uh, football is probably the favorite one to watch. Although I do like a good game of pickleball. <laughs> That's a new addition. This is the uh, this is the exact question I asked Charlie when I interviewed him for the podcast. It is, uh, and his answers were the same. So that's good. Well, that's good. I didn't lie earlier because I didn't know. <laughs> right. <you. laughs> All right, Kat. Um. So this one kind of made me sad because. I don't really play any other sports. CrossFit is my sport. Um, and I know that's not, um, that's not really good. It also made me sort of reflect back on the pyramid and like, I'm still trying to get the nutrition part down <laughs> um, and the gymnastics part down, which are the two, I think the two bottom pieces of that pyramid. So I'm a long way off from like playing different sports. Um, this is gonna sound a little strange, but we have a pool table and I like to shoot pool. I don't do it as often as I would like to, um, but I will say that in a prior life, when I was engaged to a man other than my husband, um, I received a pool cue as a Valentine's Day present. Wow. So I was a serious pool player at one point. So time. you're a hustler. Fun fact. Um, I really suck at it now because my eyesight's off and I'm old. But yeah, it's, I, I enjoy playing. Need your readers out there. Yeah, so not really, a, I guess it's kind of a sport. I'll allow it. Yeah, a very restful sport, yeah. 
So I gotta, I gotta get out there and start doing something else because I need a sport in my life. What about Amy? your favorite one to watch? Oh, oh and my favorite one to watch baseball. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> yeah, baseball. Hands down. Amy? I have several questions to clarify. <laughs> Does flip yes. count, count as a sport? No. Okay, good. I wasn't really going to say that anyways, but uh, can hiking count as a sport? Fine. Volleyball. <laughs> Thank Volleyball. you. Volleyball. Okay, you're welcome. I just, I just, I just heard three answers, by the way, just so you know. Well, I didn't, I was sounded like three answers to me. Because <laughs> I didn't know what he would classify as a sport. If pool is a sport, hiking can be a sport. Thank you. That's what I, that would be my number one. Uh, favorite sport to watch, duh, football. football. Especially if it's the Buckeyes or Schmoopy. My son. My son Schmoopy. Let's, let's be honest. When the Buckeyes are on, you don't really You're right. Watch. This is true. But why? You, you get up and you hike around the house. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because you can't sit still. Yes, and I get too nervous. Right. But then when they go back and rewatch it, by they, I mean the two boys at my house, I will rewatch it with them. But I like to have it on and kind of be a part of it, but I can't directly watch. I get too nervous. You're right. Yeah. All right. For me, uh, my favorite one to play is baseball um, or softball now in my older age. Um, I tried football at like 46 and waking up on Monday morning was just way too hard. Yeah. Um, and then my favorite one to watch is football and um, my bears lost this last week. So no more All of right. that for me to watch. <laughs> All right. So the next question, and I don't even remember what it is. Um, so now we have tons of streaming services out there. If you were only allowed to keep one of them, which one would it be? I have a clarifying question. All right. Kat, go first because you have a clarifying question. Is YouTube considered a streaming service? Uh, <laughs> only if you like have YouTube live or something like that. Okay. So YouTube would have been my answer if that was the streaming service because I can pretty much get away with just watching YouTube all day because um, you can get movies on there, movie clips, pieces of movie. You could, you know, put a little project together and probably watch a full length movie with, with all the stuff that's out there. Um, I'm going to go Netflix. Um, I'm a big fan of their documentary series and things. Anything that's like real life. I'm not a big nonfiction person. I'm not a period person in terms of like, I don't like The Crown, Game of Thrones, all those. Well, that's just because you haven't watched Bridgerton yet. Probably, but <laughs> I just cannot get into period pieces for whatever reason. Um, I'm with you on that. I cannot watch yeah, period pieces. Just, just watch Bridgerton. Then we'll review. And I'm also not a big sci-fi person. So like science fiction movies and whatnot, if it can't like happen in real life, I'm kind of not interested. I told you the story about how when I walked out of Forrest Gump and I told my mom, I was like, that's the worst movie I ever saw because none of it could actually happen. And now it's like one of my favorite movies. Once I sort of calmed down and was able to appreciate it. But um, 
yeah, so Netflix for any of the kind of reality slash documentary stuff that's out there. All right, Charlie. Well, I have a question too. Is this if kids are with you or if you're by yourself as a human? You get to pick. By you yourself. Get to pick. You're a grown up. Uh, I'm still going to say so Disney Plus because. I was going to say you can't cop out and say Disney now, but you just did. Because I, I, they've got all the Marvel stuff, they've True. got the Disney stuff. Although HBO, you know what? I'm changing it to HBO Max because they have DC stuff and other movies and originals and someone's in the back. And you can still have YouTube. So you can watch, you know, your Marvel stuff on YouTube. There you go. Amy? Netflix. Netflix and chill. I pick one. That's one I spend most of my time on. So that's that was the one I like to watch. You my. had to be like Cat. Well, if I would have gone first, Cat would have been like me. <laughs> True. I got to watch all my crime shows on, on Netflix. So uh, I got to go with Charlie. I, HBO Max is my new favorite streaming service. Um, my, some my favorite shows ever, most, some of them are on HBO Max, like the newsroom and the Sopranos and ballers. Um, ballers. Uh, so I could, I could binge watch that stuff. And uh, some of their new originals are great. And all the movies they're getting like every, every new movie coming down the pike. So uh, HBO Max is my is my go-to. So now's the time of the show where we normally tell you who we're going to have on on Monday, but we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we are actually, you know, we've talked about where we get a bunch of athletes um, and we interview as many as we can, and then we just kind of sort it out after it's all done. We're kind of in the middle of that right now, and we're doing four interviews in the next three days. And so depending on how those go and uh, what we get, and we, we actually have, have more next week. Like we're, we're really filling the, the till here. Um, but, but so Monday is going to be a surprise. It is uh, the unknown and the, un, and the, uh, the unknowable. unknowable. Yeah. So we're trained for that. So that's what you're getting this week. And let's finish it up with the best thing from the internet. And anybody ready? Because Amy's shaking no. I'm, well, I'm Kat looks like my, she's looking. I'm looking Charlie, you my got phone. anything? Listen, I sent it to you guys again. The championships happened again. It's slap fighting. Yes, you did. Go see it. It's fantastic. It's, it's still the greatest thing that you can see for no apparent reason. It, it, I don't even know what to say after I watch it. <laughs> I didn't even. Like, what did we just watch? What is that? <laughs> what did I just see? What and why is usually the. <laughs> I want to be skinny. But Sorry. <laughs> You're going to get us a copyright infringement again. No, no, we're good. All right. Um, go ahead, Aim. Mine is going to be um, the shred Instagram page yesterday. Schweitzer, now here's No, keep going. going. You went I first. Go ahead. Roll his eyes at me, and I can choose what I want to choose. We're going to start a fight on this podcast. <sighs> Anyone?
anyways, I'm choosing the shred Instagram because one of the athletes that I coach and a friend of mine has had an amazing transformation since she has started shred. Um, and so we posted it on shred and then the CrossFit affiliates page got it and posted it and then it's been shared. And so I'm, it's just exciting because I know who it is. I've seen her do all of this work. Um, and so I'm just really proud for her. So there you go. And she's I think awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I love it when affiliates that you're, that you know, or that you go to or, you know, get highlighted in that way. It's very yeah. exciting. And when they're just a great person. She really is. <laughs> Like she just is. Yeah. Her and her fiance are awesome. Yep. I don't know about that guy. He's all right, I guess. He's pretty awesome. He's going to take you down, Charlie. So you better be careful. <laughs> Kat, what you got? So I have so many TikToks to choose from. I've been sending you guys a bunch that are really funny. Um, I'm going to. I'm going to save this one for another week because there's still football around um, in the in the atmosphere. The lady that checks out Donald Trump and Melania from the White House. So okay. uh, her name, uh, I'm going to mess it up. Her name is James something or other. But she, anyway, she's sitting at a desk and it's like as if Donald Trump comes up and like is ready to go. And she's like, you know, give me your paperwork. Where's your paperwork? Give me your badge. You know, and she takes the badge and she just makes these really funny jokes. And the one with Melania, she's like, give me your badge. And Melania doesn't have a badge. She's like, oh yeah, because you haven't been here. <laughs> Cause she's like never in DC. She's always in New York or Florida or wherever she was just super funny and very lighthearted, not political, you know, just, just funny. We all need yeah. to laugh a little bit. That's those are good. Thank you for sending. Yeah. <laughs> so mine is goes with my HBO max. Um, I checked out a, sh a show called the flight attendant. Oh yeah. My husband it and daughter have been watching is, this one. It awesome. is like, I thought the queen's gambit was the best show I've seen in a long time. This was better. The twists and turns and you not knowing who's who and what's what until the very end um, had me, my heart was racing through the last two episodes. Yes. I can't wait. It was the best show I've seen on TV in probably five years. Nice. Is Penny from uh how, uh, Kelly, Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Kaylee Kiyoko. Kaylee. Yeah. Kelly Kiyoko. Yeah. Yeah. Rosie Perez is in it. Um, it is. So just so you know, it's, it's about a flight attendant who is a total train wreck. Uh, she is a party girl. Um, and through the course of this, it becomes a murder mystery. And and then you're also kind of being unveiled to why she is the way she is. And you're trying to figure out the why. And it's, it's done in a way where her subconscious is represented by the, the murder victim talking to her. Hmm. And so as she's going through it, the murder victim will pop up in her head and talk to her through different things. Um, it's really creative. Um, it's really well done. See to your pants. Um, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Highly recommend. Well, that's our best things from the internet. So uh, we can't leave without uh, thanking our sponsor one last time, RxMarkGear, rxmarkgear.com. 
don't forget to use the, the code. I almost said cheat code, like I'm playing a video mm -hmm. game or something. See, but it is a cheat code. You're getting 15% off anything you buy just by typing in Clydesdale 15, all caps, um, and reducing that bill magically with your cheat code. Uh, so that's 10 a day. Yeah, and the hashtag 10 a day that they're doing February 1st, make sure you register for that. All the proceeds raised go to the Kiala Foundation, uh, which is a great charity in the Hawaiian Islands. Um, we love our sponsor. They are so good to us and I can't thank them enough. And with that, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment. All of that helps us out. Hit those buttons. It's free. Um, we, and we love the comments. Keep the comments coming. I know Michael Anderek looks like he's catching up on about every podcast because uh, I get comments from him daily on the, on the episode he watched that day. So uh, those are awesome. Um, even Bacon sent me the best thing he saw on the internet today uh, through Instagram, uh, which was pretty cool. Love it. And uh, so, yeah, keep them coming, guys. Love the comments. Love our audience. Love our listeners. And we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. Bye. See ya. Thank you for joining us on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast. Remember, you can find us now on YouTube, as well as all major podcast platforms. Please go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you use, and consider giving us a five-star rating. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.